Welcome back, guys. Welcome back to the No BS Podcast with your host, Luis and Daniela. You guys, I've been slacking. Life happened. School happened. And you guys didn't get an episode from us last week. We fucking took the time, recorded for what felt like 24 hours, <laughs> and I didn't edit it. Um, So that's bad on my part. But anyways, Daniela, what's up? I mean, it's okay because I didn't watch Atlanta last week. So we were down an episode. We were down an episode. <laughs> But it's okay. We're back and we're better than ever. You guys, in this episode, we're going to be recapping Atlanta, Beverly Hills, and Dubai, like we have been doing for the past couple of weeks. But have you guys been listening to them? Mm, we don't know. Any words before we dive right in? Um, just, I saw that Ultimate Girls Trip 2 started. Did you watch it? I already watched three episodes. Of course I watched it. Oh my God, you did? I did not. I'm slacking. Ooh. See, I'm a slacker too. It's okay. It goes around. It goes around. <laughs> um, I know I need to watch it. What did you think of it before we, before we. I'm going to say I was shocked at how much I liked the dynamics um, okay. from the ladies. I didn't really know much about Tamara or Vicky or Dorinda or okay. Jill, like half the cast basically. Yeah. But uh, no, I think if you saw the first one, you're definitely going to like this cast better. I don't know. Okay. Oh, yeah. I like these bitches. I always like the older ones or people that have been on the show before people who are like newbies. I don't, I'm not really a fan of, I mean, they get into it about vaccinations. So. Oh, I, I knew that. Cause Dorinda has been like, she had already said a long time ago, Oh, Vicky and I get into it because that bitch is anti-vax. Ooh. Tis, tis, tis. Uh, definitely check it out. You're going to like it. But um, let's get started because these white bitches are on another level. So starting off with Beverly Hills, um, after them fighting, they decide to go to Diana's room to drink, which that could never be me. I don't know. If we just fought and argued, do I want to go take a shot with you? No, I want to go to my room and sleep. Like what? Oh, my God. I can't. Diana is just. These bitches are weird. Diana says that her marriage and her divorce were not about, it wasn't about money, which I have to laugh, you stupid witch. Erica says that she doesn't feel any responsibility for the lawsuits. Um, and her and son, Sen, they start getting along. What do you make of this little, uh, I don't want to say like bestie moment, but yeah, they're acting like they're besties. No, I'm glad that they can, like, I'm, I'm a contradiction because I like it when housewives like feud for so long, but then sometimes it gets tiring and you're just like, okay, can you guys just smile at each other for once? And this is kind of one of those instances because I felt like that feud was just like Erica is not in the right. Like it's always Sutton. So to me, it was just like, all right, Erica, wrap it up. There's really nothing to be mad about. Like move it on, bitch. The sad thing is, the sad thing is that I feel like it's going to, it's going to like end by next episode. It's definitely coming back. (laughs) We'll see how long that lasts. Um, the ladies notice that Erica doesn't want to talk about herself. She's talking about everything else going on. She's deflecting, if you will. Rena, Dorit, and Kyle talk about Crystal and how she's playing the victim. And they, the other ladies, Sutton, Garcelle, and Crystal, they discuss how Crystal's been acting and this whole idea of manipulation versus processing comes into play. And yeah. I'm sorry, Crystal's a fucking manipulator. Do you think she's, like, it takes a year for you to process things? Like, what? She, she's just, I'm like, I want to root for you so hard. I, I want you to be part of my dream team, bitch. But I, I just feel like she, she purposely words things and they've all said it before. She purposely words things in a way that just, you can't, 
sympathize with her. <laughs> she's a snake. She's a snake. They go in the <laughs> boat and Erica tells us like 575,000 million times that she's lit. She's drunk. I don't know who her who fucking who trained her at, in acting, but that was a mess. When did she? I was like, when did you drink? We did she conveniently speak. drank three margaritas before the camera started rolling. Oh, how fun. And of course, she's on medication, so it's going to kick in. I just, I was just like, um, am I the only one who's like uncomfy? Like there's getting drunk with your friend and then there's getting drunk with your friend when they're clearly going through something. Like nobody gives a fuck. Nobody's going to hold her accountable. Nobody's going to be like, sweetie, drink some water. I was going <laughs> to say, and you know what made it worse was the fact that she was the only one who was drunk. Like if it would have been one more person who was drunk with her, it would have, it would have felt, I get the uncomfy that you got because mm, yeah, same. It was just, it's odd. Mm-mm. Anyways, Erica goes on to say that she used to have, uh, she's had a boat that was called the Illegal. And you know, damn well, the, the fucking, what is it? <laughs> government, the government is, everyone's listening right now, writing everything down, you fool. Diana says <laughs> that her brother was killed in a war. And Sun mentions the fact that her dad committed suicide. And she knows, she understands what it's like to have something so tragic happen in her life and how hard all of that is. And of course, you know, Diana, she has no scruples in her head. <laughs> she says, I can't talk to them. I can't talk to herself. I, She's unwelcoming. And it's always about sign, 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 sign. I thought it was ironic that she's saying this about Garcelle after her untimely comment two weeks ago where she called somebody a black social media content creator. Like, I know that doesn't seem harsh, but the way she worded it in the comment, if you guys knew. We y'all know. Like, y'all know what she said. Like, she's a she racist said. bitch. So already when she's saying this about Garcelle now on air, it's like, interesting yeah somebody tweeted i looked at the hash i always look go look to the hashtag, the hashtag yes. to see how people feel because i'm like are you guys agreeing disagreeing there's What's just up? no way to come back from this for her. yeah like, a lot of people are like and her making that comment about garcelle makes perfect sense y'all know why she yes. said it and i'm like and i would have been uncomfy even without her making that comment on instagram like about the black social media content. because what we've seen i mean i know where She's garcelle just, stands but garcelle in no up. way has been has come across as unwelcoming why exactly. like where do you get that from I'm like, you could say that about Sutton. She screamed at you, sure. But Garcelle's never fucking said anything to you. What the fuck are you talking about? And then the whole Sutton thing where it's like Sutton has to make it about herself. I get that some people don't like it when people try to relate to them with the stories of their own. I know that I do that sometimes. I don't know if you do that when like somebody's talking. And to show them that you empathize, you say things like, oh, I've been there before. I totally understand. Like, how can I help you? Like, I get what Sutton was trying to see. Look, my dog doesn't even like Diana. He's growling. <laughs> um i get what sutton was trying to do but diana over here she's like you're making a mountain out of a molehill like i doubt she was trying to take the spotlight from you yeah in no way shape or like how is sutton i don't know how diana could fathom or could even like say those words and say like uh it's always about sutton like she's trying to draw attention i don't think sutton uh it's just there's no point in explaining because we all know what the tea is like. <laughs> fuck this bitch. Anyways, Karma's a bitch and she gets stung. Poor her. Oops. Um, and then they start singing It's Expensive to Expensive by Erica. And I love how even when it's a moment of fun, Sutton's like, no, I'm not celebrating this song. Not I'm today. So- it's such in poor taste. Like, is she not? Is she not getting sued because of? Like, or is her husband who paid for her career not getting sued? Like, she, you guys are so unaware. Like, rich people, I can't. They're so funny. They talk about being from the South, um, Erica and Sutton, and they kind of bond again. And they're like, yeah, we, we there's no babying, uh, no coddling here. 
you know, our mom and dad, our parents, they tell us how it is and no babying here, which I mean, I mean, I can relate to that. Mexican. Like <laughs> this is not, I'm not speaking for all Mexicans, but in my household, I was not, I was not coddled to, and that's why I'm a bitch, but that's the story for another day. Okay. Mood. Okay. Is this a therapy session? <laughs> you guys, I need a therapist. Um, <laughs> Moving on, we seek ourselves talking to ladies, basically saying, you guys, it's going to be my birthday. We're going to dance, drink, have a fucking good time. And then the conversation turns to Rinna because Denise, the queen of all queens, who recently joined OnlyFans. So go fucking subscribe if you're not already. Um, she basically, Garcelle basically tells Rinna, hey, Denise is going to be there. It's a shame you're not because I was hoping you guys could talk it out. And Rinna lets us know that she already reached out to her. Did, were you surprised by her reaching out to Denise? Yeah, just because that's the first time she's owning it, owning it. <laughs> Which uh, it's a convenient that she decides to own it when Denise is no longer in the show. The cameras yeah. are not on them. Like Lisa's a fucking snake. I can't. <laughs> a liar. I want to live her delusional life. I thought it was funny how Garcelle in her confessional was like, "No, I'm reaching out. I want to know if this is true." I'm Garcelle. I love her. <laughs> this is why I love her. This is why she's my bitch. Like I love her. <laughs> After the happy-go-lucky moment, Garcelle calls out Diana and she's like, hey, I noticed you don't want to talk about your book to Dorit. I found it was, I thought it was rude because, you know, Dorit was curious and like, you don't want to talk about it. And it's rude. And of course, Diana's like, no, no, you guys don't understand. Yada, yada. I don't know. Like Diana, it's clear that she's deflecting and she doesn't want to talk about what the real tea is. And then she's like, on top of that, then she says again. And, you know, I said they were all welcoming, but Garcelle's been most unwelcoming. And I'm like, (laughs) really bitch really like you have nothing in common with any of these ladies like erica clearly only likes you for your money because she has none (laughs) none of these ladies have ever met you before they didn't even go swimming with you i don't think they gave a fuck that you got stung by a jellyfish (laughs) like i don't even think they realized you were gone like and you think garcelle is the most unwelcoming all right noted checked we see you we see each other (laughs) as candy says um they leave. Oh, I guess I'll mention the fact that Erica and Sun again bond over Science Future Day. Erica, to me, she kind of reminds me of Teddy in the sense that they try to be so cool that it's uncool. She's yes. like, yeah, you get to. You don't need to worry about getting married, about, uh, you know, relationships. Just just get yes. big. It's fun. And I'm like, yes. you're so fucking cringe, Erica. She Stop tries talking. to seem so, like, um, nonchalant. Or she tries to act like, oh, you not liking me doesn't affect me. Shut the fuck up. You know I'm under your skin. Like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. You're too much. Uh, speaking of too much, the fucking trip ends. Everyone's happy, supposedly. They get on their jet. And I just, I find it, like, so fucking stupid how some of these ladies are, a.k.a. Diana. So we see them filming, obviously, but we don't see the camera inside the jet yet. And we see the subtitle or the caption say, yeah, anywhere you guys want, just sit, like, whatever. Let's just go home. Everyone sit wherever you want. And then two seconds later... Sutton tries sitting next to Diana. She's like, no, where were you before? Say how we were before. And I'm like, <laughs> the level of mean girl, un- like, unkind and just petty bullshit, I can't stand her. Oh, but if it was anyone, that's this is what bothers me. If it was anyone else saying this, if Sutton had said this, if Garcelle had said this, if um, Dorit had said this, it would have been like, or Crystal had said this. Oh my gosh, it would have been a thing for like five episodes. I want to like, see how she's going to explain herself at the reunion because she's just definition of mean girl. Get, I need her to get called out. I'm sorry. And I need, I don't want any excuses. I don't. And if anyone excuses, I, then I need, 
I hate to be that type of person, but it's like, okay, then anyone who excuses her needs to leave. You can go with her, which yeah, apparently before we continue, uh, apparently from, you know, the trailer, I remember seeing that Diana, Dory and Erica, I feel like they become besties. And you guys know, I like Dory, even though I feel like I'm constantly, you know, being like Dory, get it together. I'm not here for it. Why would you want to be friends with someone like that? Like that just shows me that you're a horrible person too. But I'm also hoping because Dory gets swayed by public opinion very easily. Like the way that she yelled at Garcelle, she like, <laughs> immediately she with her again. back up on her. Yeah. So I think she's swayed by public opinion so easily that she will drop her. She will drop her. Well, Dorit, this is your chance. We want Fingers you to call her out for her racism and her fucking unkind behavior. Fingers crossed. Moving on to Dubai. What did you think of this episode? Meh, filler, great, um, fun, exciting. I I like it because it's refreshing. Like it's not as dark as other franchises. Uh, my mom made a comment about how she goes, "Oh, these are the these are the real ricas." She's like, and there you have otras, it. <laughs> she's like, "Las otras no más presumen." Like the other ones are just faking it. Um, pero estas sí sí son. And I was like, "Oh, yep." T. And she was like taken aback. Um, obviously, my mom watches Primer Impacto. She watches Univision. Um, and she was like, oh, I thought Dubai was a very, like, conservative country. Like, it's crazy to see these women are able to film a reality show. And not only that, but she was taken aback by, like, Lisa and, like, her form of dressing and um, Chanel Ayan, like, her form of dress. She's like, oh, like, si pueden, they can actually film this. And I go, yeah, I was like, I was like, they're teaching us about their culture, about how it's actually not as conservative as the media makes it seem you're like yeah meanwhile i've seen that there's like letters being sent to andy and the production team and the yes. ladies being like you guys are not oof so my mom was saying that the world cup is going to be in qatar i think so it's in the uae and the countries who are going to uh participate in the world cup have already been sent letters by the government saying you need to follow our rules our cultural rules no having sex with people you are not married to um you yeah you are not allowed to uh like have any type of relations with people you are not in a relationship with so no one night stands soccer players um they're saying well there goes their career no alcohol in their country um and i was telling my mom that in the first episode they had to get a permit to just buy the alcohol. It's a lot. Yeah. And so I was telling her, I go, so you see like the cultural differences, but um, a lot of them, I was telling my mom are American, like they're American or they're from like other parts of Europe. And she, she, she really liked Dubai. She liked the episode. She thought they didn't have a lot of drama though. She did mention that she goes, Oh, they don't seem to be fighting as much as the other girls like that. We watch. Um, <laughs> You're like, give it time. I was like, give it time. Mom, give it time. My mom really likes Atlanta. She always likes Atlanta. I mean, um, Queens. And she loves Potomac and New York. She actually loves New York. Oh, maybe I need to get into New York. But getting into Dubai. So the episode starts off with Sergio and Stanbury uh, building a home. They're like planning it out. Sergio, Sergio is, <laughs> he's persistent on having a baby and Stanbury's not having it. She's like, listen, I'm a woman of a certain age. That's not happening. It's not easy. Do you think this is a storyline? I hate that I question it often, but I'm like, is this storyline or does he want to have a child? I hate that I'm like on Nayan's side. I'm like, where is the chemistry? Oh. Like, because they're talking about like having a baby and then she's like, well, you can sleep in the baby's room. Like, are you guys having a tip? Like, did something happen off camera? Like, that's why you seem so offstandish with him on camera. 
Like, it seems like she doesn't even want to be around him. And he has such a pea brain because she was like, oh, well, I'm older. I'm 45. Like, we can have a surrogate. And he's like, no, the baby's not going to look like us. And she's like, are you fucking stupid? Like, my egg and your sperm will get fertilized and put inside of another lady. And he's like, no, I want the baby to look like us. He's over here thinking that he's, like, actually going to have sex with the other. I'm Him over here, like uh not even taking a regular health class like (laughs) i mean (laughs) next scene we have brooks who wants to open up a salon slash spa uh the first space she looks at is seventeen thousand eight hundred per month and the second space is twenty five thousand nine hundred per month and now that i'm watching these shows i'm like i know i'm always like yeah these beverly hills makes me feel poor watching these dubai ladies i'm like twenty five thousand basically twenty six thousand for rent for a month I mean, <laughs> and then I'm moving forward a little bit. The fucking license plate. Oh, we will get into that. Um, oh, but gosh. to wrap this up, she says that, you know, unlike Diana, she made she was a self-made millionaire a year after her divorce, which shot again. Another reason to like Brooks. We love, love Brooks. a strong, independent, just boss ass bitch. Shout out to her. Iconic. Nina has lunch with her husband and they talk about her getting a new car. And they're like just mentioning all these bougie cars that I'll probably never own. (laughs) And then they get into the license plate drama of it all. And they're like, yeah, in Dubai, the lower the letter, the lower the number, um, the more expensive the license plate is. So I think they said like an example was like EX was, I don't know how many millions and whatever. And I'm like, really? And they said that at some point, the license plate is even more expensive than the car. My mom and I were shook. And we were like, what the fuck? Like, imagine not even caring. Like, imagine not caring about what you're about to drop. Like, what you're about to drop on this fucking license plate. Um, y'all can use that money and send it to me. Anyways, next scene, we have Lisa working on Row, And her kids are being annoying. I, You guys are like, those are kids. Like, you know, they're children. They're being children. I had like flashbacks to when I was younger and I was being annoying. And I like looking back, I knew I was being annoying. And my mom's like, <laughs> sit down, like, comportate, you're going to get hurt. Max hits his mouth and then he's crying. And it's like, see, if you would have listened to her. <laughs> Bye. Me and my kids at work, I'm like, well, sweetie, I told you that that could happen. And that's what happened. So we need to listen next time. But I just, no, we need to listen next time. <laughs> I mean, you learn by experience. So, hey. You do. That's why when they took their chairs back, I'm like, then bust your head open, honey. Oh, no. Lisa's husband is in charge of the business aspect of it all, but she feels like he doesn't prioritize Monroe, which I uh, what are your feels on that? I have my thoughts. I had high hopes for this man. I really did, especially in the first episode when he was like, oh, mommy's a businesswoman. We love her. And then in this episode, he's like, no, what I say goes. You oh, can't do it until I approve yeah, it. until I approve it. And then, I don't know, I just kind of wanted her to, like, bite back a little bit, you know, like, bark back a little bit. But she kind of, like, got a little submissive. And I was just like... I was going to say, I find it interesting how she basically came out and said, hey, I want this business. I want X, Y, and Z. And then he was like, no, it's not going to do well. And now it's successful. Like, is it successful because of him? And how he, you know, runs his businesses. That's true. Or is it her brand and what she's selling? Because if he didn't have any hope in it, but now he's a shot caller, like, how does it make sense? But then when she didn't even know how much she made, I was like, well, if you were so invested in your own business, you would know. 
So I was kind of like, girl, like, don't make him seem like he's right. Uh, Moving, (laughs) moving on. We see. Okay, before we continue, I don't want. I didn't want to bring it up, but I have to. Uh You know, no BS. I saw a tip saying it said something like one of these ladies in Dubai is putting on a front. The expensive clothes she wears, the uh, the bouginess of it all isn't real. She actually lives in quote unquote a bad the bad area of Dubai, which is why we've never seen her house. And whose house haven't we seen? I'm sorry, Chanel Ayan. I think they're basically saying that she's not living this lavish lifestyle. This is not, you know, she's not rich, which makes me feel bad. But then at the same time, it's like, why did you sign up for a show that, you know, was going to be focused on, you know, being like rich and shit? I don't know. That's do you believe it? I don't know. I didn't even hear about it until you told me right now. I didn't even think that we've never seen her house. We haven't seen her house. If we see her house, then okay, Yeah, whatever. We it's not true. But now I want to see her house. Mm. I want to know what she's about. Time will tell, which kind of just makes me think, well, if you're willing to be fake about that, you're willing to be fake, fake about vibe. other things. So. I mm. think that happens with a lot of these housewives. Like, that's how a lot of them get, like, uh, tried for fraud and stuff. Like, come <sighs> on. Like, you guys are obviously showing that you're living beyond your means. And then you're talking about your businesses and people are like, wait, how the fuck you make that much money off of that business, you know? (laughs) But now that we've dragged her through the mud, her and her man have a date and they basically let us know how they met, what the relationship is, their marriage. I thought it was interesting how she said that he had to pay a thousand. Right? Yeah, like a thousand dollars to basically marry her because her parents were mad at her. Like what? She was going to marry her cousin because they needed to stay in the culture and i was just like um it better be like your third cousin or something like y'all better just share a great grandma like okay because when i heard grandma get the fuck out <laughs> when i heard that i was like am i because oh, i don't know i was like am i not paying attention did i hear that correctly not i the mean cousin. i mean hey their, people from ranchos like they'll be marrying their third cousins you know like people in culture hey i'm not here to judge but yeah i could never like what I was taken aback. And then I was just like, wait, how old were you? How old were you going to marry this cousin at? So I was just like, um, I'm kind of glad you met your man because maybe, I don't know. At least it's good that she's still in contact with her family. Because sometimes when you go against tradition, people don't want to talk to you. <laughs> maybe that's for the best sometimes. Um, <laughs> I did want to know that she mentioned yes. something that brought me back to Jen Shaw. Um, I don't know if you Ooh. know what I'm talking about, but she says, yeah, my mom used to tell me when I was younger, don't kiss a boy because you will get AIDS. And that's kind of problematic. And I know they're just, you know, trying to be keep their, trying to keep their well, daughter from, you know, doing things at a young age. But man, I think that's also like cultural, like me speaking from my experience, like we're never taught about birth control. We're never taught about that's why, you know, a lot of family members come out like teen pregnancy because you're you're basically scared into not having sex so then when you do have sex and you have it so young you don't even know what you're doing like then you get pregnant you don't even know how to protect yourself so like I got it because it wasn't as ignorant as what Jen how Jen Shaw said it like because Jen Shaw knows (laughs) Chanel Ayan's mom who's from um who's from Chanel Ayan's country like she's and she's as old as she is like the mom she's so traditional that I can excuse. Jen Shaw living in the Western True, world true. Jen Shaw's just an ignorant bitch. Like, come on, this bitch. Mwah, mwah. Brooks, we see a short clip. Brooks talks to her son about 
what he's been experienced at been experiencing at school, which is bullying. Uh, her son goes to a public school, which she says she did that because she wants him to have a sense or feel a bit of normalcy, normalcy. I'm ignorant. Um, <laughs> she basically wants to protect her son. I feel I don't I don't before I say anything, can, do you want to give your thoughts? I mean, I was kind of like, well, you sent him to a public school that you're saying is what private schools are here in the Western world, like America. So he's basically with other kids who are probably just less rich than he is. Like he's probably one of the richest kids in the school. So I'm like, is it bullying or are kids just trying to like, you know, be the alpha kid? Cause he has so much money. Like, mm. I don't know. Interesting. Interesting. Parents. I was just like, Chanel, uh, Chanel. Uh, Caroline, can you not put this idea in your kid's head that bullying is like one kid picking on you when that's not what bullying is? Well, like, hopefully he's not going through anything bad. But the, the, the kid did seem kind of like, yeah, he's it like, no, I wasn't. Tra-. He's like, it's not wasn't traumatic. It wasn't bad. Like, I'm fine, mom. Him, mom, kids are just mean. Her, no, but sweetie, weren't you traumatized? <laughs> like, hey, mom, I don't give up. Like, it's just a butt. I was just like, uh, <laughs> well, we love to see her being a protective mother. Um, Stanbury and Sarah have lunch, which I'm like, Sarah, you need to give us more because I know you say I knew <laughs> I see them. I can't even she needs to be just more than just pretty. Give us something. Um, they talk about Stanbury's marriage and them planning her wedding. Sarah lets us know that she's had terrible luck with when it comes to love. And then they go on to say that there are certain rules, you know, what you mentioned before that you can't live with them. You can't yeah. live with someone you're not married with. And Stanbury says she's over beef. So I think it was interesting that like how they they're going into specifics. I mean, it's not like anything secret. It's like it's not secretive. These people, I'm sure people living there, obviously, they know how it works. But people like us who are a bit ignorant, I wasn't aware of all these rules. So it was interesting to say the least. I know. I, I That's what I like about Dubai and Salt Lake City is that there's such different cultures there that you wouldn't know otherwise. And you're just like interesting good to good to know if i ever travel there you're like good to know i will never be going there yeah because it's too expensive to even breathe the air so i'm good i'm good (laughs) nina throws a party for her husband's which i thought this was such a dumb excuse she's throwing a a birthday party or like a party for her husband's business partner which i'm like do the ladies know him Why, why are they going i was like not these ladies coming to this party and they're gonna start drama and they don't even know the man like Girl, <laughs> Stanbury says she wishes she could have been at Lisa's fashion show, and Lisa sees right through her bullshit. She's like, you know what? You need to stop because Sarah told me that you're trying to stay away from toxicity and you're trying to preserve and keep your energy, your safe space. And I was like, oh no, not Sarah being messy. Not Sarah being messy, but also like, she just she basically did say what Stanbury said. She's trying to be, stay away from toxicity. So like, girl, if you said it, then say you said it. Like, come on. Yeah, uh, Stanbury, she's going to be called out for Shreth Reunion for being basically lying. Like, stop lying. Um, She then gets mad because her man is talking to Ayan. Lisa holds his hand just to make the situation uh, even worse. And then she comes out. Stanbury comes out and says, I hope she sucks your dick. Yes. Like, and I thought it was so funny that she doesn't even fucking say this. She doesn't say this in front of Ayan. She waits because she's like, I don't know if you noticed. She was like looking back and forth between Lisa, Ayan and Sergio the minute Ayan gets up she's like oh you're having so much fun over there oh she sucks your dick and it's like ah, are you good 
baby girl are you good like is i think okay? she i feel like she thinks uh lisa is easier not easier to argue with but like she can take on her as opposed to chanel Ayan. because she knows Shia, chanel Ayan's gonna be like the fuck are you talking about like <laughs> i think she knows who her match is and it's lisa she knows chanel could probably like she could roast her talk, yeah chanel's gonna talk so much shit that it's gonna be like caroline's gonna be in tears at the end of it exactly lisa in her confessional is like did she really just ask me if i want to suck his blank and it's like man well she didn't ask you but anyways lisa tells ayan about it ayan gets triggered sanbury she's a clown she starts denying everything she's like i never said that i never said that and then production of course plays her ass rewinds the tape and they're like "Mm, you said it after all that everything's said and done ayan tries to de-escalate the situation and she's like listen i'm sorry give me a hug and do we think this is real no are any of these housewives like truces ever real literally i don't believe any of it until like until you're all sitting down actually like kicking like actually having a good time yeah i want to see you in each other's houses after you guys have scratched each other and dragged each other and been like yeah we're besties now um literally i don't believe it till in their confessionals they stop roasting the other person which, you know, tends to never happen. Um, yep. The trailer, or the trailer, the preview for the next episode is Phaedra's attendance, her cameo, which I'm like... I'm excited. <laughs> See, like, she doesn't have anything to do with it. Like, it's so funny. Me and my friend Brianna will die because we'll be like, she goes, she, she's done interviews where she says, yeah, I'm in Dubai because of CMOS. I saw CMOS and yada, yada. And I'm like, ma'am, CMOS? <laughs> what is it? exactly what is it it's a bunch of lies i feel like no she's, she's doing shady business with her print? probably <laughs> with her, her dubanian prince my well, mom was like watching it she was like let's go to dubai maybe you'll find a husband and i was like maybe yeah. maybe someone who can uh get me a one a one digit uh, exactly maybe you'll get your one digit license <laughs> that wraps that up we're gonna end it with atlanta queens of all queens um i think the season's slowly but truly getting better i don't know what do you think no yeah again it's another like refreshing one where like i don't have to feel like i'm dragging through it beverly hills i'm looking at you and i hate to say it but shout out to marlo because i feel like she's keeping the season fresh and going exactly anyways um (laughs) so so we start off the episode with sheree marlo and candy meeting up in this sauna uh steam house i don't even know what it is uh right off the bat i don't know if it's just me reading too much into it but candy seems bothered like the second she walked into that room it felt like she didn't want to be there when does she not seem bothered half the time it seems like she doesn't even want to film (laughs) i mean i have to laugh that's hilarious not invested in the drama she's always like keep me out of it like, <laughs> girl, then what do you show up to do? Oh, God, that's fucking hilarious because it's true. Um, Sheree starts going in on Candy and she's like, you're not a real friend, which people on Twitter are not happy. They're like, ma'am, Sheree, you are close to fucking 80 years old. Why do you need a friend to console you and be there for you when a man doesn't want to be because with you? Like what? We're you're still my friend. Doesn't matter what age I am. I still that's expect true. You to check on me. But. <laughs> if I was Candy, I'd break the fourth wall and you'd be like, um, are you trying to have a storyline or because we haven't talked in over how many months? Yeah, that's true. So am I your friend? Because if you were my friend, you would talk to me off camera. But like, now that you got your peach back. It would have been bad either way. Like if Candy had reached out, 
what if Sheree had been like, who told you? And then she would have gotten mad at Kenya. <laughs> like, it's lose, lose either way. Lose, lose. Candy ended up getting triggered and she starts crying. And I feel like she wanted to punch them and be like, get the fuck out of my face. I'm not going to be your storyline. But Marlo, Marlo knows how to trigger people. She's just like, you were raised better. You were with the family She's to be donating so used clothes. And I'm like, oh, when that's that not. Nothing, that has nothing to do with it. Like, apples to oranges, sweetie. Apples to oranges. Which I thought it was interesting because of all people, I feel like if you break it down, Candy has had a tough life. She's, I feel like she's so giving. Like I was telling my yes. sister, I can only imagine how much money she gives like in a year to not only her family, but to strangers and stuff like that. Like she literally puts her mom up. She not just her mom, her aunt. Are you fucking kidding me right now? I'm like Marlo, the fucking irony. <laughs> you want to talk about selfish, but anyways, yeah, I thought it was just triggering for her because she's already getting. You know, every every year it's the storyline of Candy. You're not hanging out with your family, yeah. Candy. Be with your like, family, and now Todd, she's getting it from be a dad and actually fucking be a dad. <laughs> like. And now she's getting it from Marlo, who just got her yeah. peach. Mm, it's a fucked up situation. Um, Santa, I mean, Sanya, which I'm going to refer to her as Santa now. Sanya makes um, frozen fries for her husband for dinner. Love that for her. Um, they talk about having another child. And of course, it's the same. I feel like we see the storyline every in different franchises. It doesn't matter where you're from. The husband wants to have a child, another child, and she feels like he's not present, fully present. And she just basically feels like it's not a good idea. Um comments concerns see you're yawning you're over her and you're over me <laughs> shut up no i just feel like i'm like girl i have a baby or don't like who cares we're probably gonna see her pregnant not gonna lie pregnant or divorce <gasps> who am i secretly hoping for the latter one uh, moving oh. on we see marlo and she says that basically since the phone call in the last episode the kids have been acting up and the kid's like, are we, I'd like to get paid. Why am I not getting paid? And it's like, sir, look around you. Look at what you're getting, like the life you're living now. I know your, you know, your situation with your mother isn't the best, but you're living large you're because of Marlo blessed. and you're being exactly. a little bratty. I don't know. And I think Marlo, that's what Marlo keeps trying to bring up. Like, I want to spoil them, but I also don't want them to think that because they're being so spoiled that this is how everyone has it. And, like, I get her, but I also get when Candy said, like, why do they have to struggle? Why do you want them to struggle? You know? But they do need to learn a little lesson. Like, you don't have to be spoiled to be happy. <laughs> Marlo brings up their sister, and I was shocked because I don't think before this we'd even known that they had a 27-year-old sister. Yeah. And I was she- like, why isn't she taking care of them? What is this? But apparently she doesn't live in Georgia, so she can't. She's got her own life. But... I think it also has to do, maybe she didn't want to take custody of them. But Marlo probably didn't want to say that. There it is. (laughs) Candy, Kenya, Manyera, Manyera. I have to. Manyera are making candles and then they go on to argue. It's just a whole lot of arguing this episode. It was a lot. I was like, um, you guys are going from like point A to point B. Like they, point A to point Z. Like nobody is making sense right now. They talk about Marlo being a hater, and then they talk about the vibrating panty situation. And Kenny feels like Kenya's being a prude. She's being a flip flop. Uh because Kenny has to complain about everything. <laughs> Maybe if Kenya, this is shady. I won't say it. Anyways, um, what are your <laughs> thoughts on the candle that they made? Honestly, Candy's Candy's pussy. This whole this scene right here, I was so confused. 
I felt like it was so like, I was like, am I missing the point of something? You're like, why are we listening to this? Why are we talking about it? No, I was. I was like, wait, this doesn't make any sense. Like, when did we get here? I don't know if that was just me. I was really confused by the placement of this. Yeah, it is. And like, I was confused by the argument. I was like, the vibrating patterns were like three episodes ago. They're like, we can argue, but still be besties. Marlo, take no. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Oh, um, then we have Drop It With Drew, which everyone came just to hate. I'm like, why did you bitches come? If you're just going to be miserable. But anyways, Sheree shows up with her Shiba Sheree prototype, Matt, and water bottle and whatever. Sanya, the evil witch that she is, decides to ask Ralph um, for advice. But then she throws shade. And I'm like, ma'am, are you asking for advice? Or are you being she a bitch? She throws shade at Ralph. I don't give a fuck because I hate Ralph. Well, that's Drew, that's true. Ralph. But like, don't be hating on Drew. Like what? I don't know. She's a <laughs> hater. We randomly see Todd get a phone call. Apparently, there's been an intruder. Odd. It was so weird. I felt bad. It was kind of scary for a moment, but then it was, I don't know, it was random. It was just odd. I was just like, okay. And then, like, at first I thought everybody was going to be like, oh, there goes Candy, not prioritizing us. But then, like, when they all actually went out, I was just like, wait, is this now going to become a drama with Drew? Like, is Drew going to get mad that they all walked out? I didn't know what to <laughs> expect of it, but I didn't expect what actually came of it. Like, they made it into a bigger thing than it was. Like, not the not the whole the guy getting arrested part, but, like, Everybody walking out. I was like, is something going to happen? Is Drew going to get mad? Is Candy getting mad? Who's getting mad? <laughs> and then yeah, nothing I mean, happened. Nothing came from it. The so. situation was very high end, but hey, that's reality TV for us. Um, Sheree says that Drew has a horrible mommy makeover, which I wanted to talk about because this idea of mom, excuse me, not mom shaming, uh, but body shaming. Oh, yeah. Shade is shade. Do you think she went a little overboard or was that hateful? Or was, was like- that like shade? I mean. I was like, what does that have to like do with anything? She said she looked like a can of busted biscuits. Yeah, a can of busted biscuits. I was like, ah. I was like, Sheree, now girl, you know you look good, but like, do you really have to say that? Like, <laughs> what the fuck? I was I didn't know what to make of it. I was just like, um, I'm shook right now. Like, did you really say that? We'll see how she defends it at the reunion. Um, Drew's She's business partner. <laughs> Drew's business partner comes out and she explains how they linked up and how this came about the drop it with drew of course sanya's a hater and she's like it's okay drew you're just the face you're not an entrepreneur not and just i'm like yeah all of them I was well just like, all of them but i'm like why are they like again i get it it's a show you gotta throw no, shade but it was very miserable like you guys are giving miserable vibes they just they see drew as an easy target and they're like oh she's easy to clown on because she doesn't defend herself but i'm just like at what point is like this go from like lightly teasing to like you just say full on you hate her like you don't like her <laughs> can you just do that instead of being like pretending oh no it's just light shade girl it's not light shade like you're you're fucking teasing me over and over and over again <laughs> i want drew to like blow up I want they're to like, assholes fuck you fuck you fuck you fuck you fuck exactly but even so, I feel like if she eventually pops off they're like oh yeah drew this is not this is not what we do here you can't no. be her. if she pops off they're gonna be like why are you popping off? Like, what did we do? Like, they're just like that. Like, poor thing. She's such a victim to gaslighting. Like, I'm telling you, it's a lose-lose situation. I know. Pobrecita. <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> Moving on. Kenya eventually shows up after they worked out. How convenient. Um, and then she starts arguing with Marlo. They just, they go, these ladies know how to can go. I just say, all these arguments went from, like, zero to 100. I was like, did they cut scenes? 
I'm like, did producers finally tell them, like, hey, Porsche's not here, Cynthia's not here, you guys need to pick up the slack, okay? Fight more. I was just like, damn, everybody, take his annex, take his annex. It was something else. But yeah, she shows up and Marlo starts instigating and they start arguing. You know how Marlo gets down. She starts bringing up Mark. She says, you're fake booty. And Kenya with her horrible comeback, she's like, I'm perfect, bitch, I'm perfect. Again, Marlo, like, I know I shouldn't laugh, but like her low low blows always make me laugh. Like she's literally that one audio that's like, um, and that's why your mama don't love you. And that's why your mama's dead. She can't can't help you either. Because she's just, she goes, there's below the belt. And then Marlo goes to hell. Like Marlo (laughs) will literally tell you that like your deceased cat hated you the entire time in her life. Like she does not care. She will literally like, if she were to like shade the pope she'd be like she'd be like oh bitch he, like you can't like she she'd fucking go to hell like for the anybody she just her reads you know, are not even that like witty or like they're not she's just mean, she's like, just I think mean. So and i think it's funny because the person <laughs> she tells him to like it's kenya so i'm sorry it's i can't help but laugh like i know people are like no mar like kenya would never go as low as marlo does and i'm like have you guys met kenya have we seen scenes with Kenya? Like, you guys swear, like, Marlo's hitting a, a nerve. Like, calm down. Everybody can dish it just as well. Let's take it. I think with Marlo, what makes me laugh is that, like, people will hit below the butt with her, and it's still not as bad as she does to them. Yeah, like, she always <laughs> finds a way. And I think that's people. That's why people are enjoying the season, because she's bringing the drama. But um, after they're arguing, eventually Kenya puts her hands in Marlo's face. And Ooh. of course, I tweeted about it. I read it about it. I posted Ooh. everywhere. The fucking irony. A couple episodes ago when Drew was in was in Sheree's face and she was flailing her arms in her face. People were triggered like, Drew, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. But now Kenya's doing it. And I just find it interesting how the double standards. Um, her dog is currently sleeping. <laughs> I put my soothing voice, put him to sleep. We love that. yeah do you see the double standards the hypocrisy yes they're just oh my god i'm just like girl like i always think back the you cannot call her a hypocrite i always think back when she like called uh tanya um a see you next tuesday oh but everybody cannot call her a bitch like the minute you call her a bitch kenya's like do not call me out of my name (laughs) But she could call everybody a cunt. She could call everybody literally. A I'm she like, call, like, so that's why that's why I laugh when Marlo goes below the belt with her. I think it's just so funny. I'm like, they're literally the same person, just different sides of the same coin. Like, I was gonna say, I think this is I find in, I find pleasure in Marlo's presence because she's she's her karma. The what what Kenya yes. gives, Marlo gives back. What, exactly. Yes. So, Marlo. Don't don't take it easy. Keep going. If you're going down to hell, go even further. Like if we can't get Nini back, Marlo, then you can have a <laughs> Exactly. You. you take your spot and you fucking make that bitch cry. Cry. I sound so horrible. I sound straighter, but it's no, true. It's just it's I think it's funny. Like I'm not saying that they need to like um go go to the point of no return. Like I doubt, like, no. I mean, I think but, she did that when she said, if your own mother doesn't want to be around you, like, yeah, 
I thought that was so, I just can't, I don't know how they became friends after that last season. Cause you will never tell me that about my mother and expect me to be friends with you. Like what? And I thought it was so funny that like Marla last season, she was like, Kenya, why do you do that? And she did it this season too. Kenya, I'm always so nice to you, Kenya. I'm always so nice. <laughs> you are not my love. Like ma'am. You are not. <laughs> Yeah, she tried she tried telling Manietta, uh, the girls basically, yeah, when I argue with you, I do it respectfully. I don't go after your mother, your husband, or your children. Oh and then God. production was like, Yeah, you thought, bitch. And they played every single clip of her eating her words. Like, Marlo, you know, like she's as she was saying it, I know it's the words came off of her tongue, her mouth. I want to live in her delusional mind as well. Like, I just want to live a day in her life. I need to know what goes through her mind to rationalize like half of the decisions she made i feel like to her it's fun i feel like to her yes. it'll never be more than just a tv show she knows she's on tv she knows she's yeah. playing a character she doesn't exactly. care exactly that's how that's how i think of like like some she's on her way to being a good little villain some people it's like do you forget you're making a tv show like let's move it along make clock in and clock out thank you <laughs> thank um you. Candy gets home. Everyone is safe. Her nanny has video footage, which I thought it was like, I don't want to be like horrible, but was this guy on drugs? I think so. Because he was like, like, yeah, I'm this person's son. I'm besties with Candy. I'm Beyonce's. Like, what are you talking about, sir? It was kind of like alarming. I was like, wait, he jumped your fence that easily. And like, also, you probably have to be on like a good type of drug to like jump her fence, like the adrenaline you need. Yeah, because it you was know? something else. I'm like, gates are like they look high. I was gonna say, like, I think adrenaline. I think Todd said that it was like a community gate, and then their gate. Like, sir, where are you? Like, where's like how are you doing this? How did you know to find her? Like, that's the scariest fuck. Like, what? Scary to me. I'm telling you. So he probably was on drugs because you need adrenaline to like jump shit. well candy's probably gonna have like 100 more cameras and 100 more securities around her house so eek (laughs) we for sure um this is what she means but she gives back there she just gave 100 people more jobs jobs. love that for her (laughs) we wrap this episode up i guess on a positive note because santa claus apologizes to drew she's like listen i'm not gonna ambush you anymore i'm not gonna gangbang you as karen huger says i was like who who are you talking about? And then I was like, oh, Santa Claus, your your bestie, Santa. my bestie, Santa. Um, Drew, being the sweet, 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 beautiful, beautiful girl that she is, she's like, you know what, girl, it's okay. I'll just we can move past this. And I'm like, I wish Drew she's too forgiving was more of a bitch for lack of a better term, and like was like, no, listen, fuck you, you've been a oh. bitch to me. I don't want to be friends with you. Get away. Drew's getting like the Kim Fields treatment to me where it's like everyone can dump on her but the minute she like tries to speak up for herself everybody's like where is this coming from Um, it's gaslighting 101 so like I just I feel bad for her because I feel like she has no choice but to forgive Sonia because it's gonna seem like she's the one making it into a big deal but here's the thing i see uh i was on twitter and they see right through santa like they don't they don't care for her they're like nah like you know you're being annoying when i'm taking drew's side over over yours which granted they're like dragging drew with their little backhand compliment but i think people are starting to see right through her and they're screaming storyline storyline attention i think if she were to come back for a second season because i always 
part of me, unless you give me a reason, like Diana Jenkins, unless you give me a reason not to like you like that, I think everybody deserves a second season because in your first season, you can't really shine. So like if she were to come back for a second season, like I would just hope she doesn't comfort Drew as hard. I feel like this time around, I'm just like, there's no reason to go after Drew. Like, I don't even think Drew realizes half the things that you're annoyed with her about. Yeah, she's what we call a confessional gangster because she says a lot of things too in her confessionals oh, where yeah. she's like, yeah, Drew, I fucking hate you. I fucking hope you get into a car accident. Like, or when she was like, when she goes, Drew, we get it. Like, it's not your business. Oh, but you're an entrepreneur. Then why didn't you say that at the at the gym? Exactly. Like, and that's what I, I think, obviously it bothers me because I'm a Drew stan, but I think it also bothers me because I'm all about, you know, I say this every fucking episode, I'm all about the facts Space and logic. Days. And she doesn't, like, she lacks common sense and, like, logic. I I don't get it. I think that's how I know, like, I know we're anti-Kenya, but the way that she tries to, like, defend Drew, or she'll, she won't be as mean to Drew in the confessional. I'm like, I can respect that. But then to her face, she'll still be kind of a bitch, like. Yeah, because even, like, when they were, they were, like, planning on her business. They were like, Drew, all right, I'm talking to her. I'm not talking to you. Yeah. Like, it's bitchy, but it's not like she's not being like, I fucking hate you. Whereas Sanya, Santa Claus, I feel like it just, it comes off as like haterade. Like, man, back up, pop off. Why are you so triggered by your... Like in the confessional, I did like that Kenny was like, oh, well, I mean, who's to say it's not a legitimate business or something? I was just like, yeah, all you bitches over here talking shit, like... What does it matter to you how she's getting her money? Unless she's roping you into it, then be a little be a little skeptical. I'm like, Santa, worry about your man. Marlo, get a man. Kenya, worry about your baby. Like, y'all got bigger issues to worry about than her scamming. It's not even scamming business. Ugh, I digress. In the preview, we see that Marlo apparently kicks her, her nephews, her children, basically so. out. And I'm like, is this, you know, one of those fake edited moments where she actually means something else or it's like exaggerated so. doesn't she currently have them with her i mean maybe she kicked them out for the night and said fuck off go find a hotel to sleep in her like that's that's evil what and especially because this whole episode she was like preaching like i'm a foster kid and it's like then why'd you do that yikes imagine like she said "Mm." i don't know i hope it's edited time will tell oh god (laughs) But on that note, thank you guys for joining us on another episode of No BS, where we recap your favorite Bravo shows, talk some shit, and wither away. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. And any final words? Um, no, just again, you guys, if you want to talk shit with us, DM us, let us know you're interested. Be like, I'm interested. I love you guys. Oh my God, Louise, you were the best. Oh my God, Daniela, you're so funny. Like, you know, just hype us up and then say, like, you want to talk shit. Exactly, exactly. Or talk shit about us or talk shit to us. I don't know. (laughs) Keep it interesting. Make it happen. Uh, Thank you guys for listening and we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye.